You're listening to Divorce Happy Hour, everything you need to know about divorce in New Jersey. I'm your host, Christina Previtt. I'm John Knocklinger. Today's topic is dating during and after divorce. Joining me today is dating and life coach and singles event planner, Lucy Dedlani. Lucy helps people get happy, healthy, and hot during and after divorce. Also joining us is Richard, a clinical psychologist and Lucy's client. Lucy has helped Richard get his groove back after being married for 25 years. Welcome, guys. Hi. 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 Thanks, Christina. Of course. Thanks for coming on. As I was um, kind of prepping myself mentally for the show, I kind of thought to myself, maybe this should have been called sex and dating during divorce (laughs) and after divorce. Now, just in case you're you're wondering, this isn't coaching to date during marriage, okay? There's an important distinction there, right? During divorce. Um, Because another funny thought that I had was if you're already dating during the marriage, right? Also known as an affair. um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what that's called? Yes. (laughs) Then uh, I guess you don't need Lucy, right? (laughs) That would be true. That would definitely be true. Well, unless you're not doing it right, and then you might need her. But I also help separate people. Yes, You don't have to be legally divorced to have sex and date. (laughs) Well, I think everyone knows that. (laughs) I've I've never had a client who misunderstood that one. Um, So I I think this is an important topic for people that are not maybe not even haven't even initiated the divorce process yet because I know that's something a lot of people really worry about when they're thinking about getting a divorce is, oh, my God, I'm going to have to find someone else. And and a lot of people think they're not going to find someone else. I know that's a common fear. Um, you know, Richard, maybe you can speak to that. But we're here to tell you you can and you will. You will. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, Lucy, why don't you tell us sort of, you know, what do you do to help people? Well, when when um, two people become separated, it's it's one of the scariest times in their lives and uh, certainly not a time of confidence or um, belonging. You, you find yourself in this newfound singles world. So I help them first to release some of that pain just by holding their hand, if you will, and um once they calm down, I get them um, get them going. We start to talk about their vision, what they want, get a profile, get them online dating, and I also have singles events to so get them out there. So a lot of people might be thinking, oh, my God, how do you date? And, Richard, you were married for 25 years. That's a long time. It's a long time. So why did you feel when you were getting out there again? Did it terrify you? Um, <clears throat> I got separated. Um, I was separated for two years, and I didn't date during that time. Uh, I waited until the divorce was final, and once it was finalized, I was able to kick the can down the road for about nine months. And I told everybody, I'm just not ready yet. But yes, there was a lot of apprehension about what I'm facing out there in the wilderness. So finally, um, and about three months in, a neighbor had been working with, with Lucy, a coach. He gave me her name, told me a little bit about what she did, and I delayed another six months. And, and it was. It was anxiety. Um, the last time I had dated was the 80s into the early 90s. Long was, before Match and Bumble <laughs> and all long before, those. Long before the Internet. Yeah. And um, uh, I... 
I had no idea. I was in my 30s, and now I'm in my 60s. So what do I do? How do I, how do I get on these, these sites? Um, who's out there? Are there just four women that I could potentially date across the country? <laughs> so finally— <laughs> I'm sure there were a few more than that. Yeah, but I didn't know that. I really yeah. didn't know that. I had done some reading, and I still really didn't know how to, how to work it. So— I called Lucy and uh, I went in and um, and she was great. She allayed my my fears and you know told me that that a future really was possible and um, and of course I came dressed as I was dressed back in the eighties and um, <laughs> so what like blue yeah, eyes? describe. No, I didn't. <laughs> he was tucked. You don't tuck in the neon. dating world. <laughs> Neon, shirt. No, I was wearing button-down polo shirts, which were very appropriate for a clinical psychologist when they see patients. But in the dating world, it was, it was as I learned, totally different. So what Lucy pointed out um, pretty early in our, our first meeting together uh, was – and she didn't say this. This is how I felt. I realized I was a dork. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't a dork back then. Well, you but, don't look like a dork now. I'll, I'll well, this is the, you know, this is after three sessions with Lucy. The new improvement. Cashmere. The new He's wearing cashmere. Good job. So women, nice. like, women like to feel cashmere. They do. Mm-hmm. I can attest to that. They, so really they might want to reach date. out and grab you, Richard. I, <laughs> he, already had a woman, he already had his second date do that. And I'm a guy, not only did I never wear cashmere, but I never wore sweaters. Yeah, it was always the uh, the polo shirt, the button down, or or at least with a collar. Don't tell me you wore khaki pants. I did. Ah, oh, oh thank God, Lucy rescued you. <laughs> yeah, I was really, I, I was really down that rabbit hole. So after I, I and I had asked her, I'd like to can, since I can't take selfies. My, mine, mine are very typical of men, and uh, who take selfies. We all look like mugshots. Uh, she took this picture, and the guy staring back was not the guy that I knew from my 30s. It was this 67-year-old dork, and uh, and I realized I have no idea. I I thought that I did, but I really <laughs> did not. So did it feel like all the same apprehension as went back when you were a teenager, or was it— I mean, well, there must have been some similarities, right? There, were no, there were no similarities because I had never dated in my 60s before. This was, and I had never been in my 60s when I was in my teens, 20s, or 30s. So, you know, there was all that confidence thing, like who wants to go out with an old guy? And uh, um, so finally, um, after pretending that I knew something and then admitting that I didn't, uh, I listened to what Lucy said, and she gave me a list. She I gave did, him a shopping list. She did. For the photo shoot. Right. And um, You did a photo shoot? Well, oh yeah, for his profile. Yeah, wow, so, sort of. It was. I think everybody should do that. Oh, they should. They definitely should. But mine was awful, and I really didn't even want them posted. But um, so I went out and came back a week later, and I hadn't really been shopping in a long, long time because I'm not a shopper, and all my khaki pants, you know, worked, and uh, <laughs> my polo shirts, shirts worked. But when I came back, um, I know I looked different. I know I looked very different. In fact, I didn't recognize the guy that I was looking at in the mirror. Uh, I liked him a lot, but it took me a while to catch up to who that guy really was. And so we did a, a long photo shoot on that second second appointment, and um, I was off and running. Off? Well, so what do you mean by off and running? Well, I had – excuse me. 
<laughs> I had the uh, I had the photos, and all I had to do was was write the profile. And Lucy was very good at giving me some specific guidelines. I know how to write, and uh, we were able to. But less was, is more in on right. dating profiles. Right. Men write too much. Women don't like that. Hmm. Men it's don't been like a while it since I since I had to look at one. Did you write that you were laid back and easygoing? No. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Everybody I, writes that. I mean, I remember from 10 years ago when I was using those sites, every single person was laid back and easygoing. And I was like, no, they're not. Yeah, and they, but, and no, they like not. the beach. No, and they're not. And there are certain catchwords that people use. And, and the one that really bugs me is everybody says they're honest and they're looking for honesty. Well, I'm from New Jersey, and I know it's a big liar's club out there when it comes to socializing. <laughs> so everybody is looking for something that they probably should know that is impossible because everybody does lie. Uh, and they're also looking for the honesty. And they also have a 20-year-old photo. Uh, or older. Or older. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. when you actually see them, you're like, oh, my God, that's not what you look like on, so on, on that match. Note, on that note, Lucy, you said um, you did a photo shoot with them. How do you capture what someone actually looks like? Because I know so many people who are on these dating websites will tell me I showed up and I didn't even know who they were because it looked totally different than the picture. I'm not talking something from 20 years ago, like just a picture where they are all – you know, they've got like maybe they've done maybe it's a woman they've done makeup and they got their hair done and they show up and they look like they do normally, which is, you know, not a professional makeup artist, not a yeah. professional hairstylist. And they look a little bit different. How do you deal with that? This is more like a profile shoot, let's call it, than a photo shoot. It's not for like a model. I was just trying to capture his inner sexy. It's all about being, you know, sexy. And um, okay. he wasn't sexy in his button down shirt tucked in. And um so I asked him to get a cashmere um, sweater, black, with a V-neck and a white polo shirt underneath, and he wore that. And then it just I pose, I pose um, people. It's, it's it's all in the pose, and it's and then I talk to them. I said I want you to imagine that you're looking at this person that you're attracted to. And it's all those visuals, and it's more about the look. It's not that I'm having I don't have a professional camera or anything because people don't like that. They don't want to know that you went to a photographer. It's just that I'm getting that angle. I'm getting that confidence. And women respond to that. And I think um, there's a difference, like, because Rich had his uh, – I took one picture when he came to me in his light blue tucked-in shirt <laughs> and then a picture with the uh, black. In fact, I've, I've, showed, I've showed other life coaches, and they'll be like, oh. And then I show them the second picture, like, wow, he's handsome. Just that. It's the same man. He's not wear- He didn't wear makeup. He didn't do anything, right? He didn't get his hair cut. Just, it was just an attitude adjustment and uh, the cashmere. So had you posted the old photo on anything? Yeah, yeah. we did. So you did, and then you put, later you posted the professional photo, so yes. you saw the difference, and there was a huge difference? Huge difference. Wow. I got one match huge. <clears throat> with the first photograph, and within three days of being on um, with – the other photograph, I had 99. Wow, what a difference. What a difference. Yeah, so I guess the first tip is is don't just throw that together. Be oh, very oh, deliberate. Not your picture. Not. Don't take out your phone and take a selfie and put it right on match. No, because I Well, looked... if you're Brad Pitt, that might work. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but maybe. I was looking like maybe. Jeffrey Epstein, you know, those... <laughs> it was horrible. Well, I have to tell oh, you, my. Jeffrey Epstein is a monster, but he's not bad looking. Yeah, but his mugshots aren't that flattering. 
They weren't, and that's what mine looked like. So it was you. a monster. <laughs> was a monster. Well, men yeah. men struggle way more than women with pictures because women can still take pretty selfies, but men can't. So they oftentimes have fish in their pictures because that's when they get pictures taken. Look at me and my fish. They have nothing else. Or since they have no one to take a picture of them, they go in a bathroom. Both are really bad. They're, that's so tacky. Or, or in their so... car. And if they're in their car, they always, always have sunglasses on. Then you can't see their eyes. So men are losing chances with women just because of those three bad shots. Oh. I don't want to date somebody with a fish. I wonder, though, is that No matter how big the fish is. I wonder if that's generational, though, because I, the 20-something or 30-something crowd, all the girls are posting themselves in compromising positions, bikini Women shots, do, but men don't. All that. So in that sense, maybe it's a little easier to lure them in, <laughs> you know, provided you look good, of course. Um, but what do the men do? I, when I was doing this 10 years ago or more, you, the men and the women would put their income up there, so I think the income was probably uh, what would draw huh. the women. Like, really? Right? Do you remember that? I, I, I don't know if I ever even used any of the apps. Maybe way, way long. Time I ago. used Match, and and you did. You, you could put an income range. They, I don't know. They, if they took still that do off that. of Match now. Okay. I didn't. I didn't see it. Which is yeah, did you see weird. an income range? No. It's gone. It used to be there. No. Okay, maybe I should go on there and just to look around. I have to tell my boyfriend I'm doing that though. <laughs> oh, just he won't just care. For you might research. get a message from a it's friend research. like, "Hey, I saw your girl research. on Mesh." <laughs> <laughs> what well, the other thing that really uh, makes uh, a profile or a man's profile stand out is um, using good grammar, spelling, yes. grammar. Make sure your sentences are complete and balanced and that there's a variety uh, because in in the initial profile, not so much answering the questions, but uh, you're giving somewhat – I believe anyway, and it worked for me – giving somewhat of a brief narrative um, because people like stories. And instead of listing a bunch of things which people tend to do – if you present somewhat of a narrative where you mention, you know, the things that are important, um, uh, the things that you do, the things that that you appreciate, the things that you may be looking for in a partner, um, it it really really draws them in. And and I've gotten some really good feedback from r- women ab- about what was appealing. And um, but if you're just like kind of listing and and uh, and and then when you're messaging the women, if you're sp- if you're using good grammar and full sentences and good syntax, uh, they will respond to it. Um, but if you're using well, you'll, the right ones will respond to it. Yes, the right ones. Um, you know, if you're using text speak, um, you can really <laughs> you're like the letter U instead of Y O U. Yes. So no emojis is what you're saying, that, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, emojis may be okay, but so do you shorthand. do you talk about the fact that you've been divorced in your profile? Like, is that something that uh, it's you put in li- there? It's usually listed, or on some of the sites, you're listed as divorced. I advise or... against it. You don't have to be redundant. If there's a if there's a check mark for it, no need to write it twice. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know what? If I was looking for somebody and they had they kept talking about it, I would feel like they weren't over it. Right. Right. That's right. a good point. Yeah. So if they're constantly talking about it, I remember way back, way back. Way back when I was dating, I, I went on a date with a guy who had said he was divorced, but he wasn't. He was going through the divorce, and it was all he talked about he the lied. entire date. Uh, he lied. 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 It was all he talked about the entire date. And, and was, that's not uncommon. 
Yeah, really? You've had that experience? Um, I've heard it from women that, um, you know, it, many women are, are very cautious initially, which they should be, um, because even though they're looking for honesty, they know that, you know, a lot of people lie. And, and um, so with with actually many of the women that uh, that I started uh, messaging, they were they were cautious for a couple of days. They wanted to make sure that the guy in the photograph was the guy who was uh, actually writing the uh, profile. Mm, interesting. Spoke. Yeah, you can be whoever you want to be on Match or Bumble or yep, yep, whatever. Yep. Which ones are you on? I'm on uh, Bumble and um, OkCupid. Okay, so you're not on Match. Not Did yet. you try that? Okay. That's the next one he's going on. Good. No, I, I'm getting a lot of a lot of uh, responses and uh, meet, meeting some nice people. So, do you feel like it's kind of overwhelming? Because I remember when I was on there, it was like. And and I feel like now what I what I hear from my single friends is it's like shoe shopping. It's like just going out and you know swiping and you know one after the other. And oh well, I don't like him because he's got a hair out of place, and I don't like this one because that's an <laughs> ugly shirt. And it's it almost it's like you're basically a commodity. Bingo, right? Right. And the visual is the the first thing they see. And if you can't get past the visual, they're not going to read the profile. So there's there's an order uh, to things. Um, and you're right. Yes, you you know do a lot of swiping, and um, but then you get a sense of um, once you've seen enough of the of the photographs, and you start to really read the profile, you you get really a, a good sense of who's like into this, who's serious, who's just surfing. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I like to talk about that. There's there are um, I have a blog in the works, the three stages of dating, and that's the that determines how you're going to swipe. The, th- the first stage is when you're in raw pain. You just, uh, you know, you've lost 20, 25 years of your life in a marriage, and, and you don't know. You, ha- you need to validate yourself. So people are going out there, and it doesn't matter what the person earns. You just want somebody to think you're beautiful, handsome, and um, just enjoy it, to release the pain, to relieve the pain. It's, it's, it's so painful. And then the second stage, you're, you're ready to date and explore that. And not until you're not until you've really explored this new world and what it feels like and enjoy some dating and see what the dishonest people feel like, what the honest people feel like, you know, what floats your boat, then then you consider maybe the long term and maybe getting remarried. But you have to really date within your stage. And and Rich is you know, he's brand new. He's not even been online for a month. So I tell him he's in stage one. So He's just uh, seeing what feels good, and, and that's okay. And people need to know that, you know, you need to know what stage a person is that you're dating and where you're at and what you're looking for. That's really, that's really important. Is, Lucy, is there something – there's a million uh, dating websites out there, right? Right. Is there something that makes one better than another in terms of someone like him when he's going back out? I mean, are there some that are more geared towards finding, like – a long-term relationship versus uh, other websites, which might be more versus like versus a one-night relationship. Fun. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't know what's out there. I'm just wondering: are some better than others? Every every day when you're on Facebook, you see a new dating site, but it, it doesn't matter. It's just where you get the most people, and um, they even have elite singles if you're looking for more professional. But I advise against it because, um, or they have millionaire match, but it doesn't matter because uh, a wealthy man is not. You know, he still wants a hot lady, and she's probably, you know, 
she's going to be on Plenty of Fish, which is free. So it really doesn't matter. I've met people. I've met PhDs on Plenty of Fish, and they're they're everywhere. So it's really the it's like gambling. It's the luck of the draw. You don't know where you don't know if that person you're going to meet is going to be in the grocery store or on Plenty of Fish or on Elite Sing or not Elite Singles. And then there's one that um, there's one that gives you more it, it does an analysis and puts you together it's called eHarmony yeah I was going to ask if that was still and, around yeah I went on eHarmony <laughs> when they had a, a deal that's the, one of the more expensive ones um, you know there's levels of dating <laughs> from free <laughs> where you can get on there in two minutes up to like you know then there's ones that cost thousands you know they, they'll match you up with the date Talkify but uh, yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter how you meet because I've had wealthy clients that spent a couple thousand and they they still met their person like on um I think you I think you meet them when you're ready I think you meet them when you know without sounding really corny like the stars are aligned you know like you're in the right headspace and you're in the right place and then you meet this other person who is too because I think there's plenty of people you could be compatible with but maybe they're the timing's not right maybe they're not in a good place not ready to be open Yes. And make themselves vulnerable to somebody. But that's a lot of psychological mumbo-jumbo. Um, <laughs> Lucy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your personal background and how you ended up doing this? Because you have uh, some of your own experience with it. Right. When I when I became separated, um, it was just, it was black. It was a really, and I, you know, had three children. And on um, my weekend off... I was there. I had nothing to do, and that that hurt like hell. So what did I do? I went on, you know, went online because so I didn't have any available friends. That's a big problem. Um, you have your married friends. I had nothing to do, and I remember telling, crying to my friend. I'm like, I can't take this. It's like I had this whole weekend, and all I had was online. And boy, it's like when you grocery shop when you're hungry, you get junk. You know, that's yeah. what I was. I was hungry. I, was <laughs> Ooh, like, I like that. Yeah. I was like, I need a date. I need a date to fill this black, you know, to light up this blackness. I was hurting like hell. And my friend said, why don't you try Meetup? So I joined and um, I was just, wow, I have something to do. But I didn't like the group. So what I did was I started my own. And um, I started my own. And then I made a call. It's moving forward with friends. Uh, that was seven years ago. And um since then have done 700 events but now it's like wow. I do yeah I'm never I never have that feeling um there's always something to do and and then I've helped other people through that darkness because they have something to do when they sign up it's got to be hard when you're getting out there because especially if you don't have other friends that are divorced so hard you kind of feel like everybody's in a couple and I think especially this time of year holidays you see yes. all these families yes. and everybody looks so happy and, you know, you probably pay more attention to the married couples and, you know, maybe compare yourself how you don't have somebody. And it, actually, this is sort of like high season for psychologists, I think, because oh, sure. of and, depression. And, and my original training is as a family therapist and the mass of people who uh, schedule appointments – Beginning about November 1 to deal with the fact that, okay, I have to be with my family again. And um, uh, another myth is that family life is perfect. Well, we all know that it isn't. Yeah. And, um, you know, you you have that going and then you have Christmas. But I I think for singles, the one that really um, makes them the most vulnerable is New Year's. 
you know, who am so I going to spend New Year's Eve with? And um, um, so... Who are you going to kiss at midnight? Who are you going right. to kiss at midnight? Exactly. I always think about that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and I know that uh, after New Year's, there's a, a flurry of people who flock to the to the dating apps um, because they don't want to go through another New Year's alone. Let me ask you this because this is another thing that my single girlfriends complain about constantly. It makes me crazy. And Lucy, obviously, you give us your input too. They will find somebody on one of these sites. They'll start texting each other. Yes. And then it's like perpetual yes. testing. Texting. Yes. It doesn't stop. Right. And the women are like, when is he going to pick up the phone and call me? When is he going to ask me to actually meet in person and, and, and have some human interaction other than texting? Right. What are your feelings about that? I've thought about that a lot over the last four weeks. Um, Again, certain women are very cautious. They don't want to t- even talk on the phone. They don't want to give out their phone number until they feel comfortable enough that you are who you say you are and you're not crazy or, or a scammer. And, mm-hmm. and, and evidently there are quite a few of them. Um, that you're the age that you say you are. A number of women have made that uh, uh, comment to me that mm. the guy uh, – yeah, I don't. I don't know many men who are claiming to be sixty-seven. Um, but <laughs> you they could tell really me, be ninety-four. Exactly. <laughs> ex- exactly. Um, so, so there's there's that that you don't get to the phone call until they're they're really secure. I have a different take on this. Okay. Well, it's interesting it's, to get insecu- the male and insecure- female perspective. I think it's insecurity on both ends. Keeps okay, them from going on the date. At the same time, though, you you can be because I get it. You can be lulled into. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> Having uh, headphone and, issue. Yeah, into uh, into this idea that hey, this is just comfortable. We, you know, and it is online dating, so we are dating online. But the goal really is to date offline. Yes. Um, and yeah. so there's kind of an ebb and a flow. I don't know that I have it, you know, down to a formula yet. But I, oh, I after the third message that I send, I offer to text off of the site. So at least we have each other's phone numbers, and what's worked for me is then two more texts, and we're talking. Uh, and then how long do you wait before you actually ask them to meet somewhere um, or go on a date, whatever? About a week. I it, think that's appropriate. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because I think what happens is the, the, the women that I talk to, it goes on for weeks and weeks, and, and I always say, why are you tolerating that? Yes. Just cut it off. Yes. Like, it's done. It's going nowhere. Absolutely. Who knows why? You don't need to know why. Right. I know? don't need a pen pal. Right. You know, that was popular you know, when I was a kid, and there was no internet. Um, and I personally, it might, it might sound a little outdated, but I personally think that the man should ask the woman. Because I think that as the woman, if you're the one asking, it's almost like you're chasing them. It's appropriate. And, I, and even, even in this feminist era uh women tell me that yes they want the man to you know step up and pay for the first date which is i think yeah. also acceptable <laughs> i agree and, and I, I don't want a woman paying for for my first date <laughs> but women need to be careful if they accept dinner because there are a lot of men out why? there why what? Yeah, why, why, Lucy? Do I, do I owe something? Do I owe something because you bought me dinner? If it's a, if it's if you're going for an expensive, I'm careful because like 
Yeah, there was a guy now who's trying to take me to dinner, and I'm I, I'm not attracted to him, so I, I cannot I will not accept that dinner. He took me for drinks, and I, there's no attraction. And uh, he's saying, I'm going to take you to a nice dinner. Because then after dinner, he's expecting something else. But isn't that his problem? Why is that your problem? No, since I know that, if I accept that, I I think it's bad karma. What are you fumbling to get your wallet out? Listen, I don't believe that you are implicitly consenting to sex because you let someone buy you dinner. What if it's a really nice dinner? Still, I think you're implicitly consenting to you buying me dinner. You are not consenting, Christina, but you are. Then you are using that man's. uh, It's a form of using. It really is. I don't. I don't think so. If if I like, for example, in my case, I know I'm not attracted, but I love this restaurant, Molinari's, and that's where he was going to take me. My favorite restaurant. If I accept that, then I'm using him for that free dinner. Women do if that. If you all only the time. go out with him because because you don't like him, you're not attracted to him, you have no intention of seeing for him dinner. again, but you go for dinner. Yes, you're using him. Right. Right. Yes. But if you genuinely, and he knows he's taking me to my favorite if restaurant. If you genuinely so get- like him and you enjoy his company, you want to get to know him better, and you know, unless he does something incredibly stupid, you want to see him again. Then I don't think you're using him. But men, they, 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 just by dinner. Lucy, I'll agree with you. There are, there are men out there that would think that. I mean, there are. They are, and you should not be dating them. Yeah, but those are, you know, (laughs) those are the mistakes. Those are the people that you'll find out were the wrong person probably at dinner. When they pay the bill and you leave and they, they're, trying to get you to go do something right then and there. I've had guys like um to women that I know and and I remember back when I was dating say make comments about oh this gets so expensive, you know, going on these dates all the time. I can't pay for everybody. Totally inappropriate, totally turned me off. I think says a lot about that person. Yes. And I would not be attracted to someone who would talk like that. I remember one guy in particular <laughs> bragged the whole day about how much money he had. And he had made some wise investment and made a, a boatload of money. And we got like a few appetizers. <laughs> I mean, the bill was like maybe $40. <laughs> he made me pay half, ah! which I was happy to do. Fine. But, but I, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. You didn't go out with him again, then, did no, you? No, I didn't. And then he was complaining that, <laughs> you know, how expensive all this is. I'm like, dude, you just you just told me how you made like a million dollars off some investment. And I, I noticed some people might sound like a gold digger, but I'm not. I, I, I just think that there's a certain, I don't know, quality the dignity, of chivalry the dignity of a yes, date I, I that agree. I don't see anymore. Well, and, I, and I think the, some of the advice that I got was um, the first time you meet – and, and I will pay, you know, for the first time and probably the second, probably the third. But the first time, you just go for coffee or drinks. You know, you keep it fairly short. I agree. Yeah, that's smart. You know, um, to do a full course dinner the first date, you know, it can go sideways in any any number of ways. And um, and I don't really think that it's, it's necessarily appropriate at this point. Um, the s- second date. Uh, you know, could be lunch or like a walk or a hike or, you know, and, and, you you know, you pony up for the, you know, for the food, you know, the mid-afternoon snack or whatever you're doing. But I think by the time, you know, you're in the third date, then, you know, then. Yeah, I agree. I think that's appropriate. Maybe a little more romantic and, um, you know, and if she wants to pay the tip, that's fine. But <laughs> but I still think, you know, for the first three, if and, and if, you know, there's uh, a mutuality in terms of attraction. You know, just be a guy. Um, so if you go on a date and they don't offer to pay or contribute, does do you think 
Now, I, I already assume that this is money spent and, you know, it's it, – it's, I'm, I'm going to have to meet – and this was the same rule, you know, back in the, in the 80s when I was uh, dating <laughs> that, you know, you want to find somebody you want to settle down with, you're going to go out with a lot of people. You know, just increase that number as best you can and, you know, yeah. you'll – Take them out for coffee. I I used to do the coffee thing because I thought if this really is going south, it's a short visit. I yes. can end it quickly. But you have to sit through dinner. You have to sit through dinner. Uh, I mean, I was never one of those. Right? Stuck at dinner. Or, I was never one horrible. of those people that would just say, oh, excuse me, I have to go to the restroom and then leave. <laughs> Disappear. Or, I can't not. do that. Or not. I know, I've know i known some guys, to, <laughs> and this goes back to you know my previous younger life. Where they went out, you know, to dinner with a woman, and it wasn't really going well. They they got up and walked out. They oh, they God. left her there. Oh, that's terrible. Well, it is terrible, and of course horrible. there was no follow up date. I, but yeah, but, but, I that's but terrible. There are guys out there who will do that. I remember dating a guy for a, a few dates who I met him at a restaurant. I knew what he looked like, obviously. I saw him come into the restaurant, circle the bar a few times, <laughs> survey me. I mean, I'm happy to report that he continued on with the date, <laughs> so I guess I passed his test. But he actually told me that he would leave, and I was much younger. I would never. If somebody told me that now, I'd just be like, "You're." I can't curse on the on the radio. I've been told so. <laughs> I would have some choice words for him, but I thought that was terrible. Well, human beings really haven't changed much. The technology has, but human beings haven't changed much. <laughs> Very good so observation. True. And you know, this is what we're going to have to deal with. You know, for a long time, the you know human psychology piece. You know, but if you're you know really clear up front and and you know you take precautions and and uh, um, and you know there's there's nothing to say that a guy won't circle the you know the Starbucks and you know do yeah. the scan. It's and, kind of a first dates are really disappointing. Well, especially if especially if you you and and the other person have taken the time to you know to text and and you know talk on the phone and. You know, you've got yeah. some time invested. You, at least you owe them the conversation if the conversation was good while you were yeah. messaging and, and talking on the phone, you know, I, just, I think. It's just about being nice to people. Yes. I mean, unfortunately, you have about to tell them courteous, to be nice. I just, respectful. I just right. want to say that if anybody wants to call in, share your own experience, or contribute to the conversation, please do. 732-545-WCTC. And I, I want to say, Lucy, that when I disagree with you, it's always respectful. We can have a different opinion. Um, but can I just ask you one question going sure. back to the dinner thing? Um, so, and, and I know that there's plenty of women that their feeling is, I don't want anybody buying me dinner. I don't want to feel like I owe them something. I, I'd rather just split it. And that's perfectly fine. I respect that. But will you ever let them pay? Or is that sort of your personal philosophy is that I'm just oh, not going to let them pay? I definitely let them pay if I'm attracted. Oh, okay, okay. Right, I'm just saying if I'm not. And a lot of, there are many, many women are doing that nowadays. They're just, just getting meals out of the dates. But I yeah, I think they've been doing that for years. Yeah. So what What would you like to add about the photos? The photos, it's so disappointing. Like, uh, And the profiles, they're lying. I'm only five feet tall. And some men, they, shorter men, like, lie about their height. Oh, yeah. And they're too short for me. I'm like, whoa, you lied. I had a fight with one. I said, you lied about your height because I was looking eye level at him. I'm like, well, with Did he insist with, he with, wasn't? With heels, I'm about 5'3". That's not very tall. And I didn't, I, I mean, I know the angle. I should be looking up at people. Yeah. He goes, I didn't lie about my height. I'm like, you did. and Or, or their height and weight are big ones that they lie about. 
And uh, yeah, so then, then or you, age, I you guess. really should not be obligated. I don't understand the point in lying because what do you think is going to happen when you show up for this date exactly. and you don't look like oh, Cindy horrible. Crawford? Well, <laughs> or, or I, Brad Pitt. I, 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 asked, I asked someone that. And you did? I did. And uh, it was a person who had had lots of dates. And, you know, she said, Are you the person in the photograph? And are you that height? And are you that weight? And I answered yes to all of it. And I said, You know, why are you asking so many questions about this? Like, why wouldn't I be? She said, you wouldn't believe the number of guys who will show up and they don't even resemble, you know, the guy in the photograph or Big problem. or all of it. So I said, why would a guy do that? Same question that, that you're asking because, you know, you're going to be found out. She said that she, she thought that um, some of these guys have the philosophy uh, that they'll go out on 40 dates and maybe they'll get lucky once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like sales. It's you kind know? of like sales. <laughs> Just keep making calls. Someone's going to say yes. Yeah, yeah. She'll, so, lo- she'll love my personality, even though I don't look like my picture. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, too, doesn't it depend on what are you, what the person is really looking for? I mean, if yes. I'm just out there looking to find someone cute so I can just, you know, have sex, which you can find that easily, I think. Yeah. That's where your mindset is. So if you're meeting someone else who has the same mindset, then maybe maybe it's a good match. But if you're meeting someone who's not and they're looking for a relationship, I think that's where things go haywire, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it's okay to talk about sex on the show, but well, maybe I'll just be talking about it by myself. But, <laughs> um, I'll join you. <laughs> um, you know, I think when when we're younger, and especially for women, there's always this. I remember talking with my girlfriends when I was young, like, oh, how long do you wait? You know, we don't want them to think that we're easy. Do you um, know, they ask you that. Do That's they one s- of the questions. When do you have sex? Yes. It's on OKCupid. Okay and your choices are wow. your choices are one to two dates, three to five, six or more, or like, and then months. And do, can other people see where or marriage? Where you the last choice is marriage. I'm sorry, it's six uh, or more. Can you and see then what marriage. the person answered? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, so that's the that's purpose how of you it. match each I've other. Never, up. I've never used. Okay so when Cupid. I see a man that's put one to two, like, click. Um, and there's another way yeah. that you can tell if they're. Do don't they all put one to two? <laughs> I, I did. They better. They I better lie. But and you also get to pick the relationship you want, whether it's casual, dating, or you know, long term okay. marriage. You always get. It goes from always from casual to marriage as at the well, last like, stop here. It seems like maybe that's a better way to pick somebody who is actually looking for the same thing. You're on there, Richard. but they have to lie okay, about it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say until you meet somebody and you and you're with them, how do you know what you want? I mean, I. It's a good question. I mean, it's really. I'm thinking like, okay, you may you may get divorced and say, "I'm never getting married again." Because yeah. we we hear that all the yes. time. Yes, sure. and they only they get married and they get married again. <laughs> well, then you can pick long term relationship, but I I won't meet somebody who writes who picks casual because that means sex. Sure. Yeah, to me that means sex. I don't. Isn't I don't want to see. Aren't there websites just for that? I think there. What's it? Tinder. Tinder is it? I don't Tinder? Even, I don't there are, know. but people who want casual. There's sex, also bars. <laughs> <laughs> I think that still works too. <laughs> But, you know, even if you take a homeless man and take him to a thrift shop, he still wants the best thing there. Right? True. So casual true. sex people still want some good Lucy, people. Lucy, you have the best analogies. <laughs> you do. I hope she, you're writing these does. all down. She, yeah. Well, I don't know. But I think I think from what I've, other men have told me is when men go on a date, 
and they don't they're not they're not sitting there thinking oh is she marriage material <laughs> could i marry her they're not that's the furthest thing from their minds but women especially younger women that don't have children yet well is he marriage material would he be a good father how long is he going to make me wait for a ring this is all the stuff that's going on in their heads because to them it's an investment i'm not going to invest my time in this person if he doesn't want to get married you know what men want to know this is what my what the words of my friend michael is there movement is there movement? Movement. movement. Yes. I don't know what you mean by that. When a man's aroused, he will have some movement. Oh. You, know, you know where I mean, Christina? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> if there's no movement. Oh, really? Yes. If they don't have movement, you're, it's going nowhere. That's well, what they go on a date. Unless you're 18 years old. Is that still like going on? On a date? Really? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't you need a little more uh, Wait, what, stimulation? John, what's your age? Do you still have movement? When you go on a date, Rich? Yeah, sure. You do? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh, Christina. Well, I'm not a man. I don't have one of those, so. No. Yeah, if you're. Men have movement. 50, 60, <laughs> se- yeah, even they do. 70. Oh, yes. So, on but a date, But if they don't feel really? a little something, something, there's not going to be a second yeah. date. It's it, another, way of, of, <laughs> another way of framing it I mean, is. Am I in trouble? Okay, I know. Is, no. And, this is interesting. And, and Lucy says she doesn't like to work with PhDs because we think too much. And she's exactly <laughs> That's right. That's probably true. She's exactly right. And one of her best pieces of advice was don't think about it so much. Feel, feel it. it. Just feel it. Yeah, I think that's and, good advice. Oh, it is. It's excellent advice. And in my first date, I was <laughs> Don't literally feel st- it. I was, well, you're, hold on. What she means is your body will tell you yes, it. it's going well. Yes, your body will tell you. Your gut will tell you. Uh, and, and my first date, I was thinking way too much. It was way too much of an intellectual <laughs> conversation. And, because that's part. Well, that's who you are. It's hard to turn that off. like 1989, so <laughs> I know. Um, Second date, I just let myself feel it, and I got it right away. And and it's amazing. And then he felt it, right? And yeah, and then there was it. movement. Yes. And, yes. Listen, I don't think people should wait too long because part of a relationship is being sexually compatible. Bingo. And you don't want right. to have this person around for like five months and only to have sex with them and realize this is not going to work. This does not do it for me. I could not agree with you more. And it's funny. We've been talking about like how long do you wait to like go out to dinner with somebody? To me, the, like the two most important things that I would need to see from somebody if I was dating would be how how are they eating? Because you know yes. that can be a problem. That yes. can be a real. They chew with their yeah. mouth closed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then are you compatible sexually? Because you know you, those are two things you're going to spend a lot of time with the person you're with, and if either one of them are askew in any way, it's not going to work. So you got to find out sooner rather than later. I, I mean, I like this one to three. What was it? One to three, four one to, to six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on, how it's going to happen when 20? it happens. I mean. Yeah, I agree. I I think that um, I think in particular women and I don't know if this phases out at a certain age, but my 30 something friends still talk about it. They still worry about when's too soon to have sex because is the person are they going to think I don't know if I can say the S word on the air. Are they going to think I'm easy? And I don't know. Sometimes I just tell them, you know, I don't like I'm 44 Aren't we just too old to be worrying about this? I mean, that's my feeling. Why are we worrying about this? Why are women still worrying about this? I'm I'm dating older women, okay? So uh, what age group? Uh, f- within 10, 10 years, uh, 57 to, to 67. Okay. <clears throat> um, they don't worry about it. 
or the ones that I've met don't worry about is it too soon or um, it, it seems like that changes at some point. I don't know what that point Good. is. I'm glad to hear that. Um, <laughs> but that that's not that's not really the issue. The issue is, are we compatible? You know, do yes. we do we have enough um, chemistry, for lack of a better term? Yeah. And and, you know, they're very, very clear that that is what they're looking for as well. And um, makes it a whole lot easier than when I was, you know, 19 years old. Yes, um, yes. I agree with that. So, Lucy, how do you incorporate that into your coaching? Is that something that comes up a lot? Do people what, talk when, about when that to have you? sex? Yeah. Um, I just get I get them to the point of getting the dates. I'm all about them having choices, and then so it's you like know, you're on your own after that, sister. Right. That's not yeah. my specialty. Relationships. Yeah, that's more his. <laughs> yeah, I, I get them. I get them sexy and get them marketable. And get them and, back out there And again. I teach them how to flirt, too. Sometimes I'll ghostwrite for them. Like really? one of my clients, see. Oh. Well, you mean my, you're the one texting the, the person? Yeah, because my client, he, he he's. Um, <laughs> Earpiece in. He wanted, the men like, you know, the petite woman. And this, this woman, she was cute and she was petite. And he wrote. And um, he's like, we can go out sometime, which is like. But mur- then, that, that's the murder, the death of a date. But then he's really doing? Give me that over. And I started writing and then she gave him. He's um, really attracted to you then. Well, no, Isn't it went he? back to him because he had to go on it. I don't go on the date with them. Yeah, but if he's if he's becoming attracted to this person because he's talk really talking to you. Oh, she, she. I was writing for him. Oh, you were writing cli- for the guy. He was my client. Well, it's the I same was- idea. But aren't they really <laughs> they're really attracted to the person who was writing? I really aren't just they? get the woman. I say men shouldn't say let's go on a date sometime. Get to the point, and then that turns. That the means woman no. We're never going out. That's yeah, but what I, means. I think that that's a good idea though, because there's a <laughs> lot of men, particularly who have been married for a while, who feel uncomfortable having these conversations with new women. They don't know how to flirt. They don't know how to flirt. No, and, and flirting's women, women an are, art. It's I think, an art. I feel like women have a much easier time talking. Like a lot of guys just don't. I, I like that. I think it's a great idea. Oh well, yeah, I, I, ghost, I, I ghost mean, right, right I mean, for you know. For anybody. Well, but Lucy, I wanted to ask you, when, when you're looking at someone who was divorced, you know, would you recommend that they actually look for someone else who also had been divorced previously, or does it not matter? How do you how do you deal with that when people come to you? Yeah, that that doesn't matter. But usually, if if you're a parent, you'd want to be with another parent. Okay. That that does matter. So really, people, children is the that that's the big issue. Is you want to look for someone else that has kids. You want similar experiences, right? It's hard. It's hard for me to go out with somebody who's never had children. Yeah, I can't relate. I dated somebody that had a child, and I don't have children. And he was divorced. Actually, divorced twice. There were a lot of red flags <laughs> that I ignored. <laughs> that's was why he, he's was he handsome. That's he was very handsome. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that was the thing that you know got. Re- That'll make you ignore yeah, those red flags. It did. That and got was, him through to the second date. I was younger, um, but I, he had a child, and I have to say, it wasn't my my thing. It wasn't my jam. You know, it's the, true. I, I, it was hard for me, and I had never done it before, so it didn't seem like a big deal. But I learned about myself in that experience that I really didn't want to have to deal with that because. And his child was very, very young, like two. Right. And um, right. you know, that was another red flag that he got divorced so early. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another conversation. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't want to be the stepmom. 
You know, I didn't want to have to be I, I didn't realize at the time that when you date somebody in that situation, you kind of are signing on maybe not to be a mom. But you're signing on to be involved in that child's life. You can't just pretend the child's not there, right? Um, and I think I kind of was a little guilty of that. And I think that was a large part of the reason that the relationship didn't work out. There were a lot of other reasons. But I think um, I learned after that that I really didn't want to date anybody that had kids. And it's a huge issue that it, that has to be addressed, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're not willing to be involved and... You know, have and have to deal with the fact that you are not going to be first. That the children are first, and they Always. should be first. Yeah. They should be first. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, you're dating the, so whoever you're dating, if they're not putting the kids first, to me that's a red flag. Why aren't they? Um, Do you find that people lie about whether or not they have children on these profiles? No, not about children. Really? Okay. In fact, I like them to downplay the children. Sometimes they say, "I love my children with all my heart." So you don't have to say that because. <laughs> You know, you want to say something about who you're going to date, not your children. And, and some of that's the pro- implied. Some of the profile pics that I've seen, um, where the women, um, sometimes you can't figure out who it is who's who the profile is about because the picture is so crowded with females. <laughs> and very often, um, middle-aged women will put their two teenage daughters with them, uh, or their sons, or their or somebody whose face has been. Uh, Obfuscated. You assume it was the husband. Oh, that's terrible. Um, it, yeah, it's. Oh, they, I, people do that. It's incredible, and lots and lots of pets wind up in these too, where it, it becomes you know like a dog show. Richard, mm-hmm. if anybody has more than two cats, run. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's my personal anyway, advice. So it, it really is moot. <laughs> Well, that's interesting. Pets is another thing that's really important when you're dating somebody because there's a lot of people like, for example, I don't like cats. I could never be with someone that has a cat, but I love dogs. And there's other people that love cats and don't like dogs. There's some people that don't like animals at all. And I would think that was something that needs to be evident on your profile when you're dating. Yes, and it's Hmm. a huge deal breaker for a lot of people. Really? Uh, And you talk about children coming first in a relationship. Sometimes the pets come in first over you. As the, really? Oh, yeah. oh, that's a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember one time I went on a date with a guy who was older. He was divorced, and he had kids, and he went on the whole time about how his kids were the most important thing. That's great. But he really went on about it the whole time. <laughs> so it was an indication to me that this had been a problem. And then the best part, at the end of the date, he goes, oh, by the way, I got a DWI. Can you drive me home? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> And, again, young and a little dumber at the time. I drove him home. Huge mistake. He was all over me in the car. I'm like, this date's over. Please leave. Okay? So, (laughs) I do not miss dating. (laughs) All right. So, we have a few more minutes. I want to give Lucy an opportunity to tell us, what is your coaching program? How do people reach out to you if they want your help? Yeah, I have two plugs for today. Um, You can reach me at lifecoachlucy.com. And I'm offering out a uh, discovery session to all the listeners today um, to see what life coaching is all about, to help you through um, divorce and give you dating support. And also, I'm um, proud to announce that I started a new meetup group in New Jersey because I'm from Pennsylvania, but I want to start helping people here in New Jersey um, and be close to Christina and her practice um, it's in Morristown. It's called Beyond Divorced. It's about moving forward beyond beyond divorce. And uh, our kickoff event is December 17th at 
the grasshopper in Morristown. Awesome. That like, sounds like a fun event. So what is the like first thing you do when you get a new client? First, I'll, I'll listen to their story first. And we go, and once I hear their story, I start talking about their vision and then we're off to starting their life. I, I brought my book today because I said, you know, it's usually about his or her story, the spouse's story, or the ex-spouse, and then to um, their story. We start creating well, I their like story. That. Yeah, it's all about. And um, all kidding aside from all that goes, all the craziness out there, you know, we're blessed to have so many opportunities. There's so many dating sites. There's so many. I, I do singles events. There's so many ways to meet singles, and they're out there. So if you know where you're at and know what you're about, um, you can have love again and a great life. And I know Rich is going to, I'm going to, and we're all here going to. There's... And I believe that, absolutely believe it. Yeah, I want to talk to that. We have um, a couple minutes left. Richard, can you just, what, what advice would you give people that are getting divorced or they just got divorced and they're completely overwhelmed with dating? Um, that it is not as scary as uh, you might think. I looked at it, and I, we talked about this the other day. I thought I was looking at this barren wilderness. And like, how was I ever going to Like get... tundra with tumbleweeds? <laughs> yeah, really awful with <laughs> rattlesnakes and quicksand and <laughs> hostels. And, um, <clears throat> and that's, that's the thing that really, really prevented me from, from moving forward. But, you know, after one session with Lucy, uh, my hope was back. I had it was like I put on um, glasses and could see 2020. That and I what what I wasn't doing was I wasn't looking, turning around and looking at the road behind me, or even looking in the rearview mirror. I was focused on the future, and the future looked brighter than it had in a long, long time. So I'm energized and uh, hopeful, and um, and again I been on less than, less than a month and I've met some really really nice people and um, I'm optimistic that I'll e I'll meet more people and perhaps um, you know the special person in the not too distant future. He's finding his happiness again. I uh, like absolutely. That. Well there's four basic human emotions. Mad, sad, glad and scared. We all have them, everyone on earth. There's only one that is related to happiness. That's glad. The others are are pretty negative. Are downers. They're downers. What mm. what meeting Lucy and getting online has given me is that glad back, and I'm no longer sad or mad or scared. So that's wonderful. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing a lot of good out in the world, Lucy. You should be proud of that. That's that's my mission. I don't want any. I don't want anybody to feel like I felt when I was separated. It's too painful. Yeah, it's a hard situation. I I and we can use that pain. It brings us closer. I've had I have the closest friendships. I I think that's wonderful because yeah. I always say, God, I joke around with my boyfriend. We've been together ten years, and I'm like, I I don't want to date again. <laughs> so <laughs> if I ever get mad at you, you know, it's you'd have to do something pretty bad because I just don't do not want to be out there again. <laughs> and just on this final note, the thought of taking my clothes off for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Does not sound appealing. So, <laughs> and on that note, I think we're done for the day. Thank you so much for listening to Divorce Happy Hour. If you have any questions for us, you can find us at centraljerseyfamilylaw.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Happy Turkey Day.